You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. Well, I want to transition into all of this spicy, spicy behind the scenes stuff going on in this movie because it is a wild thing. Again, we'll we'll I'll name the two uh, main, main culprits in this. This movie is directed by Tate Taylor, written by Tate Taylor, based on the on the book The Help by Catherine Stockett. Catherine Stockett, and, yes, who also appears Catherine in the Stockett movie, and Tate Taylor, childhood best friends, grew Stop up together. It. You know, knew each other since they were five <laughs> years old. No, <laughs> what? Why Tate Taylor work? Can I just no. wow, besties had no. Uh, Tate Taylor, she's so uh. Kate, Catherine Stockett is working on this novel for five plus years, right? Sure. The background of the novel is that they both grew up in Mississippi. They both had black maids in their families who quote unquote raised them, right? They, they are. My eyebrows are reaching my hairline. Oh my god. <laughs> And, and my jaw is near my near the bottom of my are, <laughs> They are both kind of drawing on quote unquote real life experiences of having these black women Ugh. be caregivers to them no. as they grew up. <laughs> Yuck. Yuck. Catherine Stockett is working on this novel for multiple years. She keeps getting rejected. <laughs> and at, at some point, Tate Taylor finally reads the novel and he's like, yo, this is going to be a big deal. Like, this is going to be great. You should sell me (laughs) the rights to this movie, right? Like, you should sell me the rights to this movie. This book has not been optioned yet. Like, nobody's picked up the book. He's so certain that he gets her to sell him the rights to the movie. You know, they don't disclose how much he paid for it, but they joke that it wasn't a lot. The The book gets picked up, right? He starts writing the script maybe, you know, like 10 months before the book debuts, right? So he's working on the script to the book. The book comes out. It's a hit, right? Like, it's it's selling millions and millions of copies. It's on every book list. Like, everybody's talking about it. Everybody loves it, right? And so studios... You're right. Studios are like, yo, we need to make this into a movie. Who's got the rights? Oh, me, Tate Taylor. I have the rights to this movie. I would like to write and I I would like to write. I've already got a script done for this movie and I would now would like to direct this movie, right? And so he is talking to the people. This is I mean, this is a Disney movie, right? It's a DreamWorks picture. It's um, you know, uh, it is it is um distributed yeah. by Walt And so Disney like Studios. he convinces Christopher Columbus, right? Um, who he's got a, a of Home Alone fan. Yeah, he's got a tangential relationship with to like you know vouch for him as director. The agreement is that he can direct the movie if Christopher Columbus is on set to ostensibly babysit him and like watch over the film. So Christopher Columbus is on set every day of filming to basically watch Tate Taylor and make sure that things go the way that they're supposed to go. Has he made any movies recently? Oh, you would be surprised because here's a bit of trivia. Oh, God. He had a relationship with Octavia Spencer beforehand. Like a romantic relationship? 
No, 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 no. Okay. Just, just a, to like clarify. a friendship. God right? damn. That was scary. <laughs> scary. Sorry, like, sorry, sorry. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> he had a friendship with her beforehand, right? Uh-huh. He introduces her to Catherine Stockett. Catherine Stockett has Octavia Spencer do the audiobook for The Help. So she does the audiobook for The Help mm-hmm. before she gets cast in the movie. She is going on a book tour with her. I will read this quote because this is something. Uh, this is a quote from Catherine Stockett because she's talking about them going on a book tour together. And Octavia went on a book tour with me and read an, in African American voices. She was well prepared for this role. <laughs> she was I, well I, I, I prepared quit. for the role am. of African American voice. The thing she is. <laughs> oh my! Oh Apparently, God. Tate Taylor was living with Octavia Spencer. They were roommates while he was writing the film, right? And so, roommates. All of this gets put together they make the movie right gonna read a few things from tate taylor uh and yeah this has all been bad so it's gonna get wild uh we're gonna talk about a couple of things so this is from a cbs interview from Catherine stockett right she's being interviewed by uh, bob whitaker and he says uh i know you've heard how dare she a white woman from the south you know, write this book. Like, what what's your response to that, basically? And she says, I felt that I was saying that to myself as I was writing it. When I grew up, we did not talk about race. I'm still not entirely comfortable with what I've written. And I know I didn't get it all right, but it's so important for people to explore what it must feel like to be in someone else's shoes. So she's kind of already putting it out there that like, I mean, I don't even know if I did this right, but I felt like I had to do it. <laughs> I felt like people needed to read it. Um, this is from an NPR interview she did in 2009, uh, where she talks about being raised in Jackson with a black maid na- named Dimitri. Uh, but she says the book is not autobiographical. It's fiction, but some of the facts and the settings and the backdrop, sure, that was Southern life. Having a separate bathroom for black domestic was just the way things were done. It had faded out in new homes by the time the 70s and the 80s rolled up, but certainly in my grandmother's time. And when I was growing up, yeah, Dimitri's bathroom was on the side of the house. It was a separate door. And still to this day, I've never been in that room. (laughs) To this day. Interesting. To this day. Uh, To this day. (laughs) Now, she says that Dimitri died when she was 16. But that says when she was a child, she thought that Dimitri was treated like a queen. We all adored her. She didn't have children of her own. And when Dimitri got sick, we knew it was our responsibility to take care of her and pay her medical bills. And we embraced that. But the tricky part is, like so many families in the South, we also expected her to use a separate bathroom, to use separate utensils. What a dichotomy. What a conflicting what conflicting ideas that we love and embrace these women and entrust them to raise our children and to feed us and to bathe us. And we keep something as silly as a bathroom separate. I'm a Southerner. I never take satisfaction in touching a nerve, she says. I guess if I'm forced to find a good side, I'm glad that people are talking about an issue that hasn't really been discussed all that much. I'm glad that people are talking about it from the black perspective and the white perspective. Okay, girl. (laughs) So you really said, I don't need to do any, I'm not picking up a book. I am not consulting anyone. My guy died at 16, so I didn't really think to ask about any others. Um, <laughs> Hulk. The book The book is all vibes. The yeah, book just is vibes. A, yeah, I felt empowered to write it. Um, and this makes everything is clicking. Um, mm. the, uh, <laughs> she said, she said Dimitri was treated like a queen. Queens queen. have maids. They aren't maids. Queens aren't relegated <laughs> to a single bathroom that has an 
entryway from outside of your home. Like, yeah. get it together. The, the, and well, also, just again, the complete like non acknowledgement. Like, I don't want to touch a nerve, ma'am. This happened <laughs> to an entire fucking people. A nerve, a nerve. You stepping on all my nerves. A nerve. You stepping on all of my nerves right now. Like, fuck off. Ah. Uh. To quote a favorite. Yes. And a lot of white folk have demonstrated <laughs> eloquently that they don't have no sense. <laughs> Speak on it. Words. Speak on it. Powerful word. Wow. 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 Uh, you know what? He probably ooh. said this around the time that this movie takes place, which is well, the problem. Look, uh, <sighs> do you want to hear Tate Taylor talking spicy so in an interview scared. with The Guardian? Okay, do it, do. Do it. I like do. This is Tate Taylor talking to The Guardian. He says, all of the criticism we've been facing is based on the fact that I'm not an African-American director and that Catherine is you not an right. African-American writer. It suggests true. that race relations in my country are still very black and white. He's talking to The Guardian this is in the UK. Um, but outside of a small academic elite, it doesn't matter. The help has been playing to all four quadrants. All races, ages, sexes have gone to see it. The most profitable theater of its run has been in Jackson, Mississippi. You think? With a completely mixed audience. And afterwards, people stop in the parking lot and talk about the issues. They, do they talk about the issues or do they share the good old stories? Like, uh, <laughs> Well, he's, he's... Remember when my maid went in the back? <laughs> oh, it was great. It was Dad lost the his days. mind. We whooped her. <laughs> he's asked... If this is a civil rights movie, uh, and he says no, he, oh, uh, no, yeah, oh, oh, I didn't even, oh, oh, here we go. We, we've been through so here many of these that go. I didn't even have. I didn't even have to hear him. I knew he says no. Civil rights is just the backdrop. I'm not qualified to make a film about civil rights. People say to me, why isn't there a lynching? Why aren't there houses burning down? But that's not what the story is. For me, the most horrific moment in the film is a scene where the maid is sitting with her panties around her ankles in the three-by-three plywood bathroom, like a cat in a litter box, while an impatient white woman is tapping her foot outside. If people need to see blood and gore and can't see how horrific that is, well, I don't have an answer to that. Sir? So let's just take it point by point. Let's just go from the top on. For you to first <laughs> say that, that you want to use civil rights as a backdrop when it literally sure defined these people's lives. Get yep. out. Get It's literally out. in the first paragraph of the Wikipedia profile of this yep. movie. And I would civil rights also movement. Also say that all of the demeaning ways these women talked around the, their quote unquote maids, the way these black women had to like, like when she misses her bus, that to me is one of the most heartbreaking moments in the entire. That you uh, have a bathroom percent, while someone percent. is waiting is something that happens to me with friends and loved ones. Okay, they'd be like, "Girl, hurry up, we got to go." All right, fine, whatever. But for if you've never missed a bus, particularly if you know that bus is not coming around a second time, and you have just worked fourteen hours, and goddamn it, they made her wear heels all that long day, and she's changing poopy diapers, and now because this white bitch needed to ask her a question, she's going to say no to. You know, and she has to be kind to her because other white people are watching. And now she has to walk all the way mm -hmm. home because she can't take your car because maybe wild. someone that will is... kill her for it. Like, get out. That is actually the most tragic yep. scene in the movie. Watching her miss that bus, knowing she's just got to say no to this Ugh. girl and then walk away. Yep. It just the it's it's so funny that you say that that is like the wildest scene in that movie because it is. But it also is like I was watching that scene today and I was thinking like, does the director even know like how fucked up this whole situation is? Even though we're spending time watching the bus mm -hmm. take off, does he know how like how fucked up that is? That we 
obviously Abilene lives like two towns mm-hmm. over, and that bus is like probably the last one till nightfall. Mm-hmm. Well, get the full fuck mm, out of here. You're not gonna like this next one. Oh no, <laughs> I don't think I will. He in an interview with the Grio says <laughs> the scene where. Viola Davis is sitting on the toilet in a garage in 108 degrees, and then a white woman comes out and tells her to hurry up, was visually brutal. To me, that's worse than seeing a lynching. It is. And to that, we say... Man, shut your bitch ass up! I really wish... I really... Oh, get him on a panel. I wanna, you know get what? him on a panel. You know so I can be like, do you remember when you talked if, to Grio? Do you remember saying this? Have you seen a lynching before? Yes. If God, if God is listening, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's gonna, you know, my career will get to a place where I actually attend an Oscar ceremony one time in my future, and maybe, and 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 I hope that Tate Taylor directs some piece of garbage that is nominated for Best Picture and or something like that, mm-hmm. and maybe he wins. Mm-hmm. And if he goes on stage, I will boo. The loudest I can possibly boo. Yeah, my entire yeah. Kanye, be like, no, no, we stage. can't allow this. I'm sorry, Academy, you are no, wrong. No. You know what? Beyonce had the best movie of all time, this and you're a fucking insanity. idiot. Well, I, I mean, show him it. Show him I was the lynching. Say, we show him lynching. What happens during a lynching? Because like, mm, there's no. no fucking way. <laughs> there's no fucking way. You absolutely, you can't possibly understand what happens at a lynching and say this is worse. To be in a hot room. He just said a woman on a toilet. He said a woman on a hot toilet is worse than an actual lynching. It's absolutely degrading, but it is not. It's not death. It's not murder. It's not murder in front of a joyous crowd. It's not dismemberment. Like what are you talking about? Let's keep it a thousand, right? He grew up in Jackson, Mississippi. (laughs) Right. I'm gonna assume. That his father, his grandfather, his great grandfather, mm. not only All. went to a lynching, not only participated in the lynching, but yep. I'm going to say probably still has mementos Ooh. from a lynching. Whether probably pictures, whether it's a picture, probably pictures, whether it's a somewhere. postcard, whether it's mm-hmm. whatever the other just horrific things that you get from one of those that are like party favors, right? How many people's parents are in pictures of lynchings at like summer barbecues? Yep. Dead serious. And so for him to say that with full knowledge of what it is, right? Like he knows what's there's no way that he has not seen pictures of a lynching. Like that's gotta be something that like is is a big part of, you know, like what his upbringing was not necessarily like lynchings themselves, but like that culture of like, this is what we do and this is how we get down in so many different spaces. This is a moment of recreation for his ancestors. Um, I'm also going to say, so this is, this is the last thing on him, but he, (laughs) I want to slap the shit out of him on on the strength. I want to slap the shit out of him on strength. There's a couple of differences between the movie and the book. Um, and one of the biggest differences is Skeeter and that Skeeter is, uh, one of the like multiple characters in the, uh, book, but the book breaks it up between her POV, Minnie's POV and Abelin's POV. Uh, this is what he had to say about that. This is from script magazine in 2017, where he's talking about working on the script. He says the first 
change addressed Catherine's choice to tell the story in the three voices, Abeling, Minnie, Skeeter. I knew from the start that on screen the help should be predominantly Abeling's story. As our narrator, Abeling was the best one to take us on this emotional journey. The problem was that she was such a quiet character. It takes her a long time to find the courage to work with Skeeter. In the adaption process, I realized that if I had linearly, linearly it would be a constant struggle to maintain Abilene as a central force. That's why I made the decision to open the film with Abilene's cutest first interview. It was the only way to give us a hard look at this quiet force, a way to understand Abilene's pain and silence and ultimately the power uh, within her that was yet to come. Uh, oh, but sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say the fact that the movie just revolves around Skeeter. Mm. I think he was completely. Only, he was thinking. Skeeter is the one for ah! me. Oh, right. Because, <laughs> wow. Wow. Because it really feels like that, I'm right? Impressed. Like I'm he's impressed. thinking that. Oh, okay. It's, for him to say that Abeline is the main character of this movie, or that he centered her in some way, is wild. A lie. But also, it's a lie. Just a lie. Yeah. Yes. It's a lie. Did he watch his own movie? But it's also like you. There is a conscious decision mm-hmm. that was made to have Emma Stone be the star of this movie because one, that's how you get white people to see it Two, That's how you tell the story from now that we know everything about these two people who created this movie. Oh my God. That's how you tell the story in a way that kind of is able to absolve you, right? Like you're able to kind of, put yourself in that POV. So you're the good white person who is able to come into this backwards city and like right all the wrong backwards society. Yeah, because exactly because you're Skeeter, right? You're Skeeter. You're the one who gets to do all the good things and all the right things and all the just things. And so it's not a surprise that she is the star of the movie, right? Because (sighs) this movie is not made for black people. It's definitely made for white people and it's definitely made for white people to say, Man, if I was there in 1963 in Jackson, Mississippi, you know who I would be? <laughs> Not Hilly. <laughs> this is this is <laughs> Tate Taylor's Inglorious Bastards. This is Tate Taylor's Django Unchained. Jesus Christ. Okay, so t- two things. One, uh, you a weak ass screenwriter. If you can't have a silent character or a timid character, mm. lead their own story. Right, that's a bullshit excuse for you to come in here and be like, "Oh, she's she's, well, of course she's fucking timid and quiet, bruh. She works in a white house, okay? She got to be. You can't be seen or heard. She creak on the wood. All of a sudden, she's in trouble, okay? Ridiculous, ridiculous statement. Um, and second of all, it would have been much braver of you to write about your time period because you wasn't, you know, around in '63 and kicking. So, like, talk to me about the '70s and '80s." And having black help then and what that was like in Jackson, Mississippi. That's a much braver because choice. Because you definitely did. Jackson, Mississippi has been probably, probably still is wild racist. Like, yeah. I mean, like I said at the beginning, they just got rid of the stars and bars. Yep. And they didn't like it. <laughs> Cameron, two last things about him. Uh, one of them is, I mean, look, you could find this out very easily. There's a whole architectural digest on it uh because he lives in mississippi at the wailoa plantation no no antebellum plantation in churchill mississippi i quit Um, i quit you're gonna quit after i tell you this because boy is gonna be this is gonna be devastating for you cameron in 2019 
he was the director, producer, and writer of Ma. Ma. That's how that movie got made. <laughs> so Don't let me had, drink alone now. <laughs> if you had any hopes of being in Ma 2, Cameron. <laughs> It's I gotta I, yeah. Sorry. I would I would <laughs> I'd be like some sort of sleeper agent on the set of Ma too. Like <laughs> nah, I'm gonna take this bitch down from the inside. I know inside. the ancestors are cooking. They're like, just wait till this here because we got stuff right I would I, I don't know. I would I feel like I would set it up some situation where I need him to like come in front of the camera <laughs> for some reason. Like, I don't understand this. Like, could you look at the script? Keep the cameras rolling because I could do it really fast. And then Tate comes over and he's like Oh yeah, what's what's wrong? It's like yeah, this word right here. Well, pass, and I just like slap him real quick, and it's recorded, and it's on camera forever. Now I take the film and I leave, and I quit the job with no money. I don't get any money, but I have the footage that I slapped the shit out of this dumbass. How dare he? How dare he make this movie and just type it up in his plantation house? Like I'm doing the work. I am doing the work. Like fuck you, bro. Well, let's let's talk about doing the work because. Here's where everything gets very interesting, right? There's a couple of controversies that have spanned out of this film. There's a lot of talk about it. People loved this movie. I mean, we're not even, we don't even have to sugarcoat it in yeah, any way. We, we, we were there. We knew the moment. We were there. You go on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a 76%, which means it's still fresh. It's got an 89% audience score. And it had, a, it had an A plus in uh, its uh, like audience rating. This was an right? August summer when it release, came out. y'all. A summer yeah. release. <laughs> it was okay. it was on the top of the box office for twenty five straight days, uh, which was oh. the longest streak since the Sixth Sense was on top for thirty six days. Um, again, it made two hundred and like something million dollars. Like it was a was a big deal, right? On Amazon, of course, you know it's got five stars. They love it. Uh, IMDb, it's got an eight out of ten, which is you know high and it's doesn't that wouldn't that put it in like the top 200 probably yes, yes it would <laughs> so damn it there's a lot of love for this movie you read the reviews the actual reviews and the user reviews and there's a lot of it's a healing moment for our nation it's really great to see a movie about coming together you know yada 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 a lot of people loved it right you know who doesn't love the help is Viola Davis. She do not. <laughs> yeah, that's she, right. Let's get... This is what I wanted to I talk about. I can't wait to talk about this because Viola had to do all this and still they would not give this woman an Oscar. And I, I don't know if you remember Oscar night that year, but Meryl Streep, gr real good friends with Viola Davis, was so pissed she won. She was livid. She yeah. said, y'all could not give Viola not one reward. Did you see the tears she brought for y'all? The pain? She brought everything yeah. to you, and you gave it to me for Iron Lady. Meryl Streep went home confused. I know Viola Davis said, this is when oh. I'm starting my company. Fuck all these white people, never again. Mm -hmm. She suffered. She suffered. And she suffered. She, 2018, she was like, yo, I'm just, I'm unloading the clip. I really ain't got nothing left for y'all. Uh, because in the New York Times interview in 2018, this is like a general Q&A, um, a question comes up if there's any roles she regrets passing up and she says almost a better question is have i ever done a role that i've regretted mm. i have and the help is on that list but not in That's terms right. of the experience and the people involved because they're all great friendships um you know the, the friendships i form with the people in the cast ones that i have the rest of my life great experience with yeah, the actresses yeah, yeah. great human beings could not ask for a better collaborator than tate taylor mm -hmm. um 
I just felt like mm-hmm. at the end of the day that it wasn't the voices of the maids that were heard. I know Abilene, I know many, they're my grandma, they're my mom, and I know that if you do a movie where the whole premise is, I wanna know what it feels like to work for white people and to bring up children in 1963, I wanna hear how you really feel about it. I never heard that in the course of the movie. She then follows up in the 2020 Vanity Fair article that the help was created in the filter and cesspool of systemic racism. Uh, and the film was invested in the idea of what it means to be black, but catered to the white audience. It feels like I betrayed my people. Oh, Viola, um, girl. And then yeah. mm. continues on and says that I was that journeyman actor trying to get in. There was no one who was not entertained by the help, but there's a part of me that feels like I betrayed myself and my people because I was in a movie that wasn't ready to tell the whole truth. Not a lot of narratives are also invested in our humanity, says Davis. They're invested in the idea of what it means to be black, but it's catering to the white audience. The white audience at most can sit and get an academic lesson into how we are. Then they leave the movie theater and they talk about what it meant. They're not motivated by who we were, right? Or not moved by who we were. So, she not just regret but like is like that was a mistake like a big mistake that i will forever regret and it's again one of the highest grossing movies of that year big oscar nomination like we talk about this all the time how these movies are the the launching point for so many black careers Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and so we haven't done it yet but uh i mean all all the black people in this movie i'll definitely give you yeah, because y'all y'all put it on, right? Like you really gave those performances, right? And so like for one of her best performances to be in The Help is like a tragedy, really. Well, the thing is know, she's because, doubled like, her performances since then. Like if we're yeah. looking at like top Viola performances, she's already knocked The Help out of it. Um mm-hmm. because Yes. She, it, like Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is, in my opinion, her very best performance ever. Yes, it's, it's her finest. It's her finest the work hour she's doing by a far, far is margin. Sensational. And then you have all of Annalise Keating in How to Get Away with Murder because when she got into her mm-hmm. bag on that show, ooh, like ooh. truly, she's still coming out of the bag. And then uh, Doubt, yep. I would say, is her other top three mm-hmm. moment, oh, yeah, which she, she did in like what, like twelve minutes, I think, maybe yeah. less. So stunning. So. I just I want to have a lot of a mm-hmm. lot of mm-hmm. grace for Miss Viola, who is doing a lot currently for the black community, but also went to school with Meryl Streep, right. like graduated from Yale, is Meryl Streep's contemporary, and still cannot get through it. Like she led How to Get Away with Murder, one of the number one shows on television, and never broke what like five hundred thousand an episode, which for yeah. a normal person seems like a lot of money, but if you compare it to what you make when you have a number one show that consistently for the net a network what nbc abc 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 yeah that, abc that is not touching the hem of so many like white women in lead shows yeah she had to do she Ugh. had to do something that could could get her in front of people in the way that she wanted to and i bet mm-hmm. i bet not just those accolades not just that nomination but some of the financials that came off that movie hope some of the financials that came off that movie allowed her to now she has her own production company she's doing so much to try mm-hmm. to uplift and raise mm-hmm. black voices and she's being very careful like probably because of this as well about the material she's picking a really important material like um i didn't even mention fences god didn't know see this is nowhere near yeah. the top of what she's capable of we, we didn't even mention the snot we didn't even mention <laughs> the snot, <laughs> Ooh, so the snot itself should have won and an so oscar even her united states of terror character is solid and mm-hmm. and and deep and and 
rich in, in texture. She was on that show yeah. too. Yeah, she played Frasier. Yeah, she's wow. great. I just there's okay. She, her range is so incredible, and you don't get to pick your material as an actor, unfortunately, until nope. you reach a certain mm-hmm. status. You have to take what is given. Sure. And in the same way, mm-hmm. um, that you know, we honor a lot of like like. For example, I have a lot of grace for Bojangles. A lot of people are like, oh, awful, horrible person. Man wanted to work in television. He wanted to be in films. He wanted to be recognized. And while, you right. know, we can, from our from our vantage point, easily say like, oh, you heard us. But like, I think that's sort of blaming the victim a little bit. I, I think, you know, if, if white people are only going to buy certain things, yeah. and particularly when only white people have power to make these sort of decisions or have the financial ability yeah. mm-hmm. to rise this far up, you know, you're taking what jobs you can get, and you can hate. I mean, like, you have a right. If you, if, you, if that really is detestable to you, I get it. I understand. But I just would hope that you would have some grace for these performers who who deserve a career. You know, Viola Davis is one of the best people, like maybe the best actress working. <laughs> maybe yeah. our best screen actress right like, now, her, honestly. Like, truly. There's a lot of real, for real, coonery and buffoonery happening out here. And so, like, for her to do this movie is not even approaching that specifically because of everything you just said and the way that she lays it out repeatedly when she's asked about it, she was like, look, man, this is, this was the role. This was, I saw an opportunity and she was even like in the press tour. I watched way too much, like just general stuff surrounding this movie where they're talking about it. But even in the press tour, when she's asked about it, she says, I was very skeptical initially you know because like i know the history i know we were filming in in jackson and like that was like right around where the white citizens council was founded like emmett till was killed not too far away from here like i was very aware of all of the stuff going into it and not Mm -hmm. even just that but obviously the mammy caricature and like all of this stuff and part of it is same same thing with mahershala right when he did green book like same thing with a lot of other Mm -hmm. stuff there's an understanding that one, this movie is going to get made, right? This is going to, yeah. whether or not I'm in this movie, this is a movie that's going to happen. So right. not even like I'm the only one, you know, who can do this in a, in a way that's going to do it justice. But like, if this movie is going to happen, let it have a performance that is going to actually do justice to these people. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And so like that was Mahershala and green book. He was like, look, if we're going to do a Don Shirley movie, even if it's going to be this bullshit, I'm going to give you something, right? That you can I want hold to give on you to. Don Shirley as right. much as I can. And, you know, same thing with Viola. It's like, if this bullshit's going to get made, I'm going to give you a performance to hold on to, you know, like throughout all the. She's the only reason I made it through the two and a half hours. Oh, cause, like, absolutely. You know. And the first time I saw the movie, the same. The same. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you hear all that, right? And then you hear this because just last year, this was the number one movie on Netflix Mm -hmm. for a hot minute after George Floyd was, was murdered (laughs) because white people were looking for something to watch and what do they find but the help. And so this movie came back in a big way last year and a lot of people were into it. Somebody who was not into it, Bryce Dallas Howard, who after the movie (laughs) was, was, Making the rounds, she posted this on her Instagram. Uh, that she's I'm so grateful for the exquisite friendships that came from the film are bound to something that I treasure deeply and will last a lifetime. That being said, The Help is a fictional story told through the perspective of a white character and was created by predominantly white storytellers. We can all go further. Ooh. 
stories are a gateway. I knew I like Bryce. Mm-hmm. Stories are a gateway to radical empathy, and the greatest ones are catalysts for action. Uh, if you are seeking ways to learn about the civil rights movement, lynching, segregation, Jim Crow, and all the ways in which these these things have an impact on us today, she then goes on to list you know like a number of movies by black people just talking about all those things. Right? She's then followed up on this by the LA Times, and she continues saying. What I will say is this, uh, what I've seen is that folks have the courage to say that with all due respect, I love this project. I do not think you could be the filmmaker. That's a really powerful thing to say. That's an important stance to take in order to make room for true authentic storytellers. In this transformation that's happening, there's a new freedom of expression. I'm seeing from others and feeling for myself that it's less about worrying about offending people and looking within and saying, why? What am I really scared of? And what is that reinforcing? Right now, in this time, stories are going to play a crucial role in our ability to empathize and to be inspired into action. And the storytellers who we must listen to right now and look to and learn from, there's an extraordinary body of work that centers on black characters from black creators. So... This is okay, Bryce. The star, one of the like two stars of this movie, have come out very recently and said, "Yeah, it was some bullshit." Mm. Like this movie, not I, good. I fucked up. I fucked up. And and even more so, don't watch this movie. The hell, yeah. <laughs> don't this this ain't it. But specifically, this not to like it. assuage your guilt for the murder of George Floyd. Like that is. It's such a wild yeah. reaction oh. to it. Like, I want to be comforted. I really hate this racism thing. It's I know. Awful. Oh, this this world is this world is it, terrible and I'm crazy. Watch, the watch something. Don't get me cozy. Get cozy. Watch a hot chocolate while black people burn in the streets. <laughs> so, you know, they... meanwhile I'm drinking my hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah, pun intended. <laughs> so all of that happens, right? <laughs> and it's wild to watch. And read, because doing all the research for this, what you see is a very real thing happening. When the movie came out and when the book came out, people loved it. I'll read a few things. I hate to do it because I I, I respect uh, <laughs> Karen Grigsby Bates, but she was doing a review for NPR and she said, as black-white relation, race relations go, this is for the book, uh, as black-white relations go, this could be one of the most important pieces of fiction <laughs> since To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, stop. no. Full stop, That's period. the kind of end hyperbole of, that we're dealing with, right? Like that, God damn. That's the kind of stuff that people are saying when this book comes out and then not necessarily repeating something similar, but really like hyping up this movie, right? And so mm-hmm. now people in 2020 there's you can just if you google the help it's like 30 articles of why you shouldn't watch the help and like why it's not a movie that has any relevance or anything to say by the same outlets that at the time when the movie came out and the book came out were like this is one of the most important things that's happened in media in however long right and so it's just that's wild the to work see. that's the work though that's yeah. that's the actual work is being being able to as a publication publish your own like redact uh not redaction kind of a redaction but, um, or at least a correction or like a correction yeah, yeah. a correction yeah I, I yeah i think that that's like listen it's, it's the best we can hope for I, we're going to and i think specific particularly now um with the way that films are rolled out to critics it is just from a human element easy to get swept up in hype you know what I mean? It, oh, it's very yes. easy to be oh, like, yes. yeah. you, you see it with a bunch of people and there's sort of a buzz and it's early and you were maybe excited to see the movie and you walk away being like, 
oh loved it and then you see the second tie and you're like oh well okay hold on now what did i what did i what Sometimes did i love tired, yeah. it's an immediate turnaround it, it's a lot yeah. to like and i think a lot like pauline kale and a couple of others have like talked about coming back to a movie later and being like i don't know what i was talking about that night i must have been grouchy or something like i didn't know I shit my feelings. about <laughs> what i was talking about. i was wrong I was my pee yeah so yeah I, I think that at the very least if people can come back and be like i don't know what i was on when i reviewed the help but that was not it yeah, and but yeah. the important part is saying oh yeah when the movie came out i did feel this way and yes, now yes, in yes. retrospect i feel mm-hmm. differently as opposed to like oh i never fucked with the hell that <laughs> yeah. movie sucks and it's like nah because we saw you Truly. and you I said mean, X, I, y, and I actually right? literally while we were doing this i was going back through my <clears throat> tumblr <laughs> and uh uh, and looking at like, cause I usually do like my own personal best of list each year and 2011 yeah. was the first year I did it and, or I didn't do a best of, I did Oscar okay. picks and I was like, what I yeah. thought would happen and what would be awesome. And for the best actress race, I thought what would be awesome and what would probably happen was Viola Davis win, uh, a Viola Davis win. It was a and sure I thought, thing. We thought it was a sure thing. And I and I yeah. thought the same for Octavia Spencer. I was like, sure. Even though now I look back at Octavia, I look at that performance now and I'm like, that's full coonery. That's actual yeah. coonery what? in the in the two thousand <laughs> in the twenty twenties or in the twenty tens. I gotta think on whether that is that full coonery. I, I, I make think about it. Think about it. I'm talking about the pie. I'm talking about like the way she's able to uh be so be this angry person right because i don't think octavia spencer is really that angry the angry voice if i casted the movie myself i probably would have switched the roles honestly um i would love uh, to see like, octavia. you know what that is a right yes. i would i would have loved to see viola davis say <laughs> eat my yeah, shit she would have meant i would have fucking ate and not oh, only would she have meant it they would have called the <laughs> would she have said that or would she have said Eat my Got it in baby. Um, that's that's why we that's why we got this podcast, baby. Amazing. That's why we got it, man. <laughs> but like for real though, like I don't think I don't think Octavia was the one to be the the hard yeah. ass here. And her performance is like playing it up the whole time. Every scene yeah. she's in is like a little extra. There's a little spice on okay. everything. Even when she, even when she's she goes trying. to go work for uh, Hilly, she's like, "All right, I can be here at seven, or I can be here at nine. <laughs> you know, I, I, or the fried chicken scene, which is what, 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 but like the whole mm. like, you know, from getting them bags under your eyes to you know on a rainy day, Crisco save your life. It's a Crisco commercial, you know and she that is scene selling it. Absolutely yeah. tips into coonery, but. Mo- but and specifically yes. from the point of like this is a hundred percent you could see the the nineteen fifties ad. It's like very right. for sure. Yeah. So I'm like I I was not feeling especially the second time around I was not feeling that. Yeah. And like I feel like Octavia is putting a little bit of extra spice on that Crisco you know on that fried chicken well, there's, right there. There's a video. There's a video that you can watch of her and Catherine Stockett on the tour of the book 
where she is reading the book with her and she's doing the voices that Catherine Saka was And that Tate Taylor is so impressed with her African-American dialect. So impressed with her. Her A-A-V-E. Yeah, so I will say too, final notes uh, so we can get into our our reimagining. But like one, if you read the book, it's written in full dialect. Like that's a choice that Catherine Stockett Uh, made. So full uh, dialect of mm. the black maids talking in the way that they're talking in the movie. I haven't found any, there's those two famous retractions. I haven't been able to find anything about Emma Stone talking about the movie in recent times. I haven't found anything about Octavia Spencer talking about the movie in recent times. I haven't found anything about Jessica Chastain talking about the movie in recent times. So I don't know if that's just people aren't asking them about it or they're just and not they staying a little commenting quiet. on it. It's the 10 year anniversary this year. There was mm. no, yeah, there was no I don't response know, to the 10 you know, year anniversary yeah. of this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I think we all know why there's no response. Something Something that did happen, though, that I don't know if a lot of people know about, the the real controversy behind the book specifically is that Catherine Stocker got sued by the maid of her brother, who is like the family maid, because guess what her name is? Abilene. Abilene Wait, is it her whole name? Abilene Clark? (laughs) It's Abilene what? Abilene Her her name is Abilene Cooper. Oof. It's spelled Bruh. differently. It's spelled A B L E N E. Oh, so she switched um, an E and changed that last name just ever so slightly. But she she sued Stockett, and the only reason that the case didn't go any further is because the judge ruled that the statute of limitations had run out. You know, uh. so like she got it was it was a period between when she received the book uh, and then filed the suit that didn't line up and so they didn't even try the case because statute of limitations in terms wow. of defamation or you know whatever she was suing she's for, like bitch i'm still the same out. person so, key thing to know in that case in that whole situation stockett's brother sided with wow. <laughs> even the brother was like oh, this yeah, is my sister's on some bullshit Brother was like, yeah, that's some something's going on here. I know she'd be um, on some bullshit sometimes. Let, yeah, let's transition quickly into the reimagining yes, of this yes. movie. And I will read something for you because other people have tried to reimagine this movie. Uh, most famously, though, what I found um, is from, I don't, I mean, this isn't anybody's, this is somebody's favorite. This isn't our favorite. Uh, this is from the New Republic, who we all know is their trifling. Mm-hmm. They're trifling over there. Uh, but this, I don't know who wrote this. If it's a black person, <laughs> boy. But uh, <laughs> they're maligned and kind of like, you know, really taken aback at the reception of the help when people have criticized it because they think it's such a great movie. And why are we talking about race? And what's up with, you know, people, you know, pointing out all these historical things about this movie? Like, um, and so they say, let's try a version of the help that might pass muster with the current critics. The maids would hold the white children at a polite arm's length, and Ever's murder would be the dramatic focus. The white men behind it would be the main characters, while the maids' women employees would be the background figures. As to Asaja, common strain in the criticisms, an obscure, very humble working-class black maid of modest education in 1963 would sense it plausible to pen a protest manuscript herself and send it to publishers, rather than rely on Ski to do the writing and the submission. To wit... The film that the help should have been would be psychologically implausible, dramatically reductive, preachy, and not the help at all. I can't accept that this would be preferable to any reason for the solid effect in Hollywood drama that I took in. The help's director and producer, Tay Taylor, white. Um, oh, yeah, that's well, that's something else. 
Oh, yeah. No, this is the end. This is the end of this. This is amazing. The Helps director and producer Tate Taylor White grew up with a black maid. She's still alive and in the film as the first of the maids after many to testify for Skeeter. For the record, Tate brought her to the premiere of the film. Okay, okay, okay. Does that person person who wrote that has said negative? First of all, first of all, that, but also like, (laughs) so did the guy that did Birth of a Nation. Like brought his maid to the True. theater <laughs> and she left pissed and slapped him and was like, I quit. I named my son after you, you bitch. Um, it <laughs> is wild that that got repeated over a hundred years. I'm literally <laughs> gobsmacked that that got repeated over a hundred years later. I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be shocked, but I am. Yep. Yeah, I was about to say, literally history repeats itself all, all the, the time. time. Like, but then mm-hmm. on top of that, the idea... Ooh, insulted. Oh, my God. The idea God. that a mi- mildly educated person c- didn't write any of the pamphlets that happened. Uh-huh. Again, just a complete lack of education. And also just the 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 um, the infantilization of black people who worked in service as though they had no capabilities to take care of themselves as if they didn't organize for themselves. They didn't know any they better know about anything themselves. about the bus strike. Like, I just, the lack of, a complete lack of knowledge or recognition of what actually happened. And for you to suggest of history. that this is more appropriate because this white guy knew a black maid, but you don't know half the secrets we keep from your ass. Like, oh. oh. <laughs> and there's a reason we keep them secret. Oh, that is infuriating. In the movie itself, Viola Davis says, I write down my prayers every night. It's easier for me to write down these stories and tell them to you than for me to think them up. That don't make no goddamn sense. She is writing in the movie. In the movie, she is showing, it is stated that she is a capable writer, able to document her own stories. She just didn't see herself professionally in this situation. I think people were taking that a different way. They were like, oh, she don't know how to write. She don't know how to read old Anyways, Joel, I know you have very pointed w- <laughs> thoughts on how to reimagine this movie. So I'd like to throw it to you sure. to hear what you think. Again, in this section, you can always just, you can punt. You can say, no, we nah, do we don't help. need the help. Listen, my ancestors were dope fucking people. Like, the people who got through that shit are fucking amazing, intelligent, crafty survivors. And they did it with, like, such dignity and 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 just like I, I want their stories told and i get mad when people are like i don't want slave stories i'm like fuck you my ancestors are fucking amazing like i'm so proud to come from slaves like they mm-hmm. made it and because they made it i fucking made it and i think it, it's important that mm-hmm. we explore these stories but i just am so tired of only being viewed in the the perspective of the help or the downtrodden right this idea that because you were the help you couldn't possibly have been anything else you could only be a mother and helpful and subservient that is the part i would change i'm so much more interested in you know the woman who if i was going to do a i wouldn't but if i was going to do a faithful adaptation of the help you know and and tweak it so that it i don't know made sense um you know this is a woman (laughs) who like has only a child left who loves this child who you know 
that's sort of her 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 central pride and joy right like she don't live for work she she works and she comes home she got her church mm-hmm. group maybe she playing bridge or dominoes with her girls and and she has her son and whatever future he might have is the one she's like fully vested in and when that future is taken away from her she's tr- struggles to figure out like what am i now and as like many 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 intelligent black women her option or, or or the choice she makes is to turn to writing and to telling her stories so that those stories might live on and in telling her story she discovers other women who have incredible stories that are just never told and they start circulating them amongst each other and it's an act of healing it's an act of discovery it would be more like um See, they made a black steel magnolias and I did not like it. But sort of in that vein of like, mm-hmm. here is a, a Southern group of women who are like, what do I want my life to look like? And I think for, if we think about like the yeah. roles women have been limited to, I'm, I'm always intrigued by when women are no longer burdened by people they have to take care of. That was usually when their choices mm. exploded. Right. Because if you were no longer societally obligated to take care of a person, then you had to take care of yourself. And now you have choices and options. And so whether that was like writing and and going on, um, you know, to fight for civil liberties and and like telling those stories, whether that meant her like taking I still can't believe we don't have any movies on the Mississippi migration Actually, didn't they remake Steel Magnolias? That's what I'm saying. They did do it with a black ass, and I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, was say, I didn't like that movie. <laughs> it, it just dawned on me. It just, yeah, it just dawned on me. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of different ways you could. It was a Lifetime movie. Yeah, that's yeah. why. I, I think either she. Yeah. If, if I really like the idea of, you know, I'm from the North, and so I try not to put on people in the South wanting to leave, but my people did come from Alabama and Mississippi in the Great Migration. It's a fascinating story. Thousands upon thousands of people did it. And I feel like we don't ever really talk about what was that transition like? And what is the mark of, you know, Southern culture that's been left in big cities? You know, cities like Chicago, St. Louis, Detroit have heavily like Southern values in their Black community because we came up together in that community. Those are the directions I would go. I would all... and. Mini story, mini story. I have a clearer idea on, which is Minnie gets to open her own chicken shack. Like back in the day, like you could have yard birds, but you couldn't own pigs or cows. So that's why we were frying chicken. It's the meat we had, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of jobs, if you didn't want to work in service, a lot of those women would fry chicken and sell it to at the train station. Right, you come in for the train. It's like mid lunchtime. People would buy it like right off of the train platform and then head out. And that was a lucrative way for women to have independent businesses. It's something that the law wasn't fucking with them because really, you know, if the pigs come for you, you got fried chicken. They gonna leave you alone. They just want some free fried chicken. You give it to them. You make it actually like that's for the cops. Uh, don't touch that. They're gonna come eventually. Give them that fried chicken. That's theirs. Um, right. And that, that that was like a lucrative way. And I, like I just. Like imagine Minnie like making fried chicken for herself and for her family and as a way to get out from underneath her mm-hmm. abusive husband. Ugh, six times a better story. And and then the girls sure. in Seoul, like we might just have to be honest. We have to like if you a lot of people complain. I'm sorry, I keep going back to Barry Jenkins Underground because it's the the project that has touched me the most in the past two years. It is 
so like horribly grounded. You're not alone in that. You're not alone in that. It's, it's so grounded in the past and feels so present. And that is a creepy, creepy thing oh. to have to confront. Um, and he does it so powerfully and he does it by not looking away when you want to look away. Um, I, I think that's, mm-hmm. that is the, that is the problem and the point all at the yeah. same time where white filmmakers think of the help mm-hmm. right here mm-hmm. every scene where there's violence honestly violence because mm-hmm. when the baby even gets spanked when the white baby they gets spanked away. they cut mm-hmm. away too but when there, whenever there is black violence on screen we cut away immediately and we cut away on yeah. purpose yeah. you know the, the cutaway is the cutaway because... is more damaging than actually seeing the mm-hmm. thing right or, the, or because the most violent thing in the movie was Viola Davis in the degrees. bathroom. Oh my god! <laughs> it was a hot day in that toilet. That's the I mean, real violence for her. <laughs> but that's how I, that's how I would change the film. But, I would but give that's them the internal truth, though, lives like... and 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 texture and and make them try to to be independent. And I would give them fucking dreams. I would give them dreams. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I've got two two quick ways yeah. to do it. Either um you have you don't you don't kill Viola Davis's son <laughs> no need to do right? it right and and so you know he is going to school for to be a writer right like that was his whole deal and so one day he stumbles upon his mom's Ooh. writings like her prayers but also like what she's writing down and he's like mom you need to yeah why are you, don't keep this to yourself right like this is something that needs to be shared with other people and like you know together right you and me can tell the story right so you you take skeeter out you replace her dope, with dope. uh viola davis's son who is like yes like this is something that we can do and so there is the danger right there is that inherent inherent danger that is kind of absent from the whole film where it's like yeah this could get them killed like if they fuck around and do something or they get found out by the people that they're trying to you know expose in this way like this could be bad for them but like there is a need right there is an inherent need that they feel to tell the truth to tell their truth and share it with other black people around the country it would be told you know in like one of the many many black newspapers at the time or in ebony or whatever like whatever which existed is. at um, the time <laughs> but that that's one way to do it right the other way that i could think of doing it is similar situation years down the line in kind of a present day situation you know, uh, the the great great granddaughter of Viola Davis, like f- similar situation, like finds these writings of you know her great grandmother, and it's just like, damn, like that, that's what she went through, like that's how she had to live, and like, not only do I want to tell these story, like I want to meet these people mm. who did this to my grandmother, like I, they're they're you know, the descendants are still alive, wow. like these people are still around. I want to find the the women that she's writing about and meet them, but I also want to find these white people. You know what I mean? Because like I, I am insulted <laughs> by what's going on here, and not necessarily in a like I'm gonna beat the shit out of them in the street kind of way, but like it's clear that you I'm don't even know what you did. Kind of way, in the same right? way you're talking like, about what... earlier, I like I want to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want, and I want you to confront what you did. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like you did this to my family, and like this is still reverberating within our lives. You know what I mean? So like I wanna I wanna see you know, in the same way that some black people are kinda like, Man, you know, I did that ancestry and like 
I know the white people in my family. Like I've seen them on this screen and like, do I pull up on them (laughs) and just say, Hey, we're, we are a literally family because somewhere down the line, one of your ancestors raped one of my ancestors and like owned them. And like, you know, not, do you want to talk about it necessarily? But like, you should know that, right? Like that's the thing that you should have to be confronted with because I live with it every day. And you probably have never thought about it once, right? Like that kind of situation. So have that be the main impetus for it where like she is going to find these people, like you said, Joel, not necessarily for revenge, but for a restorative kind of way to give herself and her family, you know, a peace of mind after I love that. I I dig all that. Uh, (laughs) I dig all that. Did you did you I I don't really have one. I think I think I'll go back to my other point where uh, Tate here wants to look away every time there's violence. And I think if a white person wants to wants to make a movie about race, they have to deal with the worst parts of it. They have to deal with the worst parts about what their ancestors did. Right. Because when I think about my ancestors, my ancestors were subjugated, right? I, there's mm-hmm. just no way around it. I mean, I'm of Black and Native American heritage. So all they did was come over here and say, I don't like this and I don't like that. And I want this here and I want that there, you know? And that was the whole thing with everybody in my lineage. So yeah, that's the stories that are told about my people. Now, when it comes to white people and dealing with the civil rights movement and their role in it, engage with the horrors of what they did. Engage with, like, how horrible you actually were. Like, hey, your your granddaddy was probably in one of the pictures at a summer cookout with a black man hanging from a tree in the background. Engage with that. Cameron, (laughs) let me... Let me give you a little bit of game oh, from our boy Tate Taylor. Uh, <laughs> in response to that, because he said this on the press tour, we just wanted to tell the truth and tell it right. So many times as Southerners, our stories get taken out of our hands, out of the South, and it's not always as we know it to be. We just wanted to tell okay, the truth. Tate. Did you? So... <laughs> okay. Did you? Because it didn't seem like you did. I think that's the perfect segue to our caucasity because boy it's reeking over here let's give joelle our three levels of caucasity yes uh i will start it off and break it down we we rank these movies by caucasity there's three different levels some we start off in the the tame end and we get to where this movie is going to end up which is the third level of caucasity and so started off we have shorts in the winter which is just like mm-hmm, it's ha- mm-hmm. again happening right now i know you're on the west coast here on the east coast it's the it's the natural oh, i grew up season in, in the midwest we're starting very to see it full force. yeah they love it you know like it's it's a it's a seasonal kind of thing you know where like at a certain point where everybody else stops wearing shorts because it's cold outside <laughs> They're just like, nah, I'm gonna keep huh. it, I'm gonna keep this running. I, I just don't got these put away my Target. clothes. <laughs> I gotta I gotta wear these out. You know what I mean? And so 30 degrees doesn't matter. We're still out here rocking these shorts to go to the corner store to go out like again, not out like not down the driveway to pick up the paper, yeah. but like mm-hmm. in the world. Right. And so <laughs> 
no. it's not hurting us. Right. Right. It's it's not a violence against us, it's but we do have questions. We're confused. About it. There's it a is confusion. A decision. Why are you doing this? For what purpose? Who is this serving? Right. So like, not the worst offense, but still still a curiosity in our minds. Right. Uh, Cameron, what's our second? Our level? second level of caucasity is touching your hair. <laughs> now it's a violence. <laughs> now it's it's an act. You you have entered my space. You probably didn't ask. You probably definitely didn't ask. Uh, and no. now I have to deal with a confusion for me. And I'm definitely not going to let you do it. You know. Yeah. So there's so it's 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 an act of violence, but it's not it's not hurt it's not hurting me physically like i'm not have to go to hospital about it but i'm definitely like now confused and you know you've entered my space yeah if hr was a place that would do something about it we would would go to hr about it right got it yeah (laughs) our third level of caucasity is 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 changed a lot i'll give you some of the previous examples and then i'll let cameron (laughs) introduce our newest one uh because it started out as Taylor Swift's cover of September. Uh, we moved it along to I don't know if you saw Chris Martin's repeated cover of Pony, that was acoustic without cover shoes of Pony. on. Uh, it was really a difficult situation for all yeah. of us. But he insisted upon it. We have done Aaron Rodgers. I'm immunized. Uh, we have done yeah a couple of different things. But Cameron has found a new I've one. Managed, Cameron, what is the latest level? I managed of to find some new caucasity in this world that I. It's not I, hard. You know what? It's not hard. And I thought I was going to be takes. I thought it was going to take some time before I found one, but it just showed up on Twitter and just the timeline blessed me today. Uh, Madame Tussauds has unleashed a wax figure of Rihanna that what looks like not her <laughs> looks like a white woman. It looks like a Guido uh, at Christmas. Oh, it looks like. <laughs> Oh, geez. It's got real, you know, Jersey Shore. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling some JWoww vibes. I'm seeing your face, and I think you have maybe. Have you seen it? Have you? You're looking at it now. Stand. What has happened here? Now. You know, you know what? You know what happened there? <laughs> Rihanna wasn't there. That's what happened there. It looks yeah. like a tame Amy Winehouse. You know what I mean? It, when she she didn't have the beehive yeah. hair. Yeah, and unmessy. Yeah, yeah, the unmessy this Amy is Winehouse what is giving full With a spray Amy tan, Winehouse, yeah. and also has Rihanna ever worn this outfit? I am very confused. Like, is it for Christmas? Right. It's for no. Christmas. Ew, stop it. I well, maybe so. like a music of the sun, Rihanna. Maybe <laughs> you know, possibly early career Rihanna m- might have worn that. You know, the label was like, "Hey, just wear ooh, this dress." Ooh, it's messy. It's problematic. Um. But this it, is that's violence. actual violence. You know, this this is violence against us. You have you did this on purpose. This was not a mistake. You didn't like fuck around and, and try something and then it backfired on you. You knew, you knew what, what you were doing. doing. You had full and awareness. you persisted. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> yeah. And you were like and and you thought the world better for it. So that's you know? the final level uh, of caucasity. OK, that's the uh, the final so, boss. I hate to assume but Joel, where do you place <laughs> the help on our on Just our caucasity meter? Because of the depths of ignorance we had to wade through uh, for the length of time this film ran, uh, 
for making Viola Davis have to apologize for fucking anything. Two and a half hours. Uh, you Damn go into right. level three. Yeah. We're going all the way to the top. This is Rihanna's wax figure at Madame Tussauds level of caucasity. Um, <laughs> and especially because y'all really thought you were doing something. You know what I mean? If y'all had yeah. really stopped at one of those earlier quotes where it's like, I just, I'm not sure, but I wanted to try. Well, girl, you failed. And that would have been one thing. But you really then came back, doubled up, and said we wanted to tell the truth. And Southerner stories get misconstrued. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Get the fuck out of here. I'll take it from Black Southerners. <laughs> I'll take it from Black Southerners because I've heard it many times where they're like, y'all don't understand. You have not been to the South. You don't know about the South. You don't understand what we're about. Uh, and you judge all the way up from North not knowing shit. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Those are your daily lives lived. And we have to put some respect on that. But white people? No. Nah. True. Mm-mm. I I will I will not only give it uh, <laughs> Rihanna's Madame Tussaud figure. I will once again just say, man, shut your bitch That's ass right. up. Because my God, so again, mm-hmm. think about the levels to this. This is a book written by a white woman who had a black maid, and said, not only was this woman treated like a queen <laughs> in her eyes at some point in her life, but but also presumed to know her in a way that she felt comfortable writing a book about her. She, what, I mean, again, the case never got litigated because the statute of limitations, but seemingly fairly liberally stole from the real life of a black woman, wrote a book, made millions of dollars, right? And the, the idea behind both her and Tate Taylor is not even this story needed to be told not even that i needed to tell this story personally but that mm-hmm. i have a right to yes do it is my like, duty you can't you can't tell me that i can't do this right whether or not i did it right or the way that you like it doesn't matter because this is my story right Cap- capitalization mm-hmm. on the mind this is my story not the story of these black women, not the story of the civil rights movement, not the story of anything that was happening in Jackson, Mississippi. My personal story. And so because of that, I have the right to tell you about how it quote unquote was, right? And so that's how you get the help with white people who at no point, again, no point in this whole thing did anybody because it, I mean, there was no black people to intervene, but like said, okay, but hold a minute. Just <laughs> can we, before we go forward with this, we should really think about a couple things, right? No, full, full steam ahead. Yes, the book, great. Let's get it out there. Movie, let's get it out there. Like I think Cameron said this when we were talking before. The book comes out in 2009, mm-hmm. the movie comes out in 2011. You know what I mean? Like, that's a tight turnaround. They got that thing out, you know? And so that that tells you how on board everybody was with this, that they were just like, yes, let's make this movie. It needs to be seen. It needs to be made. The fact that it came back again in 2020, where we all knew white people weren't really going to do anything, (laughs) you know, largely (laughs) groundbreaking in the terms of, like, come to Jesus moment, but the fact that so many of them went to the help that it was the number one movie on Netflix when mm. I'm pretty sure that uh, I am not was. a Negro was it also was on Netflix at the same time. 
So many a thing that you actually could have watched was available, and you went to the help. Foolish. Speaks volumes, Ugh. right? So I gotta, I gotta give it the third level, and in the same way of of a Green Book and other movies of that ilk, where it's just like, it's an affront because not only did it win awards, not only did it make millions of dollars at the box office, not only did this white man buy a plantation house mm. with mm. his help money. <laughs> But to this day, people are still talking about it like it was not one of the most mm. boring movies of the year. Uh, <laughs> so, Cameron, again, not to presume, but where do you put the okay, help? So I've done a lot of thought <laughs> in the last uh, 15 seconds. Yeah. And this movie on some bullshit. This movie is... This movie is... This movie is the manager of Madame Tussauds being like, okay, yeah, 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 just do it, just do it. Yeah. Without even just careless, is, just careless. This is this is them pulling up a picture of Rihanna and saying, oh. "I want to do it for me." You no, know, I I got it. Yeah, this is this is this is two uh, art students who work at Madame Tussauds. Like, I think we've been working on a model. I think we I think we got some. Let me show you. She's like, "No, no, 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 no. I can get it done quicker. I can get it done quicker." Well, we got pictures. No, 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 no. I got it. Go back to work. Just the because that's that's the vibes, right? <laughs> like I said earlier. This whole movie was written and produced on vibes. Mm-hmm. Homegirl cat. We know black people. <laughs> they raised us. <laughs> Catherine Stockett would be so mad if I just guessed what her life was like and like wrote a 200 page <laughs> screenplay about it. And then it. changed the name to like. Yeah. Kathy Cotton. Done. Katie, Katie Sockface. I don't know. Like. <laughs> Katie, Katie, compression socks. I don't know, but like, <laughs> for real, for real, just like, y- yo, they suck. They suck so bad for doing this. They, yeah. I, I don't want to say straight yeah. fuck them because I don't know them like that, but fuck them for real. Like, you trying to if you're trying to get the yeah, if I'm trying, if, you know, ooh, just... you know, like, you know, I, I'm I'm day in and day out on this podcast. I have yeah. just like uh... just ruined my Hollywood career. But like, it, <laughs> fuck them for real for like thinking that this was the work because it's so gross yeah. to assume all of this about an entire race of people and about an entire experience in a town. Right. And then, like, go full force and be like, nah, nah, millions of dollars need to be spent to tell this fake story that we sort of know. You brought your maiden to tell that feel-good yeah. story. I just... Yeah, it's I know to tell the, the good... Put the maid It sounded like movie. she was the one that was telling that feel-good story about buying the farm so she could walk quicker to work. Hi. Oh, no, she was the one that when Viola Davis came in to the church and was yeah. holding the book and was like, "You're clap. Who are you clapping for?" And she's like, "We're clapping for you, honey." That was the name. He made her applaud your movie. It's um, just it feels mean spirited. Honestly, it it feels mean spirited. Yeah. It doesn't even feel like, like. Give her a percentage uh, of the back end if you good, really care. Yeah, run me yeah. my run me my reparations if you really want me to feel good. <laughs> run me the Simple. check. All right. Yeah. Well. Uh, Cameron, sorry to hear that you won't be in Matu. Yeah, yeah. But... It looks like black, white people won't save me <laughs> once again. But 
let's give people some movies to watch sure. instead. And really, it could just honestly be anything. Like, I will say, you know, there's if you want to know about this period of time, obviously, you can watch Eyes on the Prize. Yeah. You can watch I Am Not Your Negro. Um, there's there's a lot of movies that I think are just about the civil rights yeah. movement. In if you want to watch something are, same time period, not about the civil of, rights, but with the black person's perspective, check out Eve's Bayou, one of my favorite movies of all goddamn ooh, time. Yep. Here's a film about women who were black, mm-hmm. who were struggling to figure out what they were going to do with their lives and, and who had some power and some agency and some cash. What? And it's even yep. got a magical Negro that doesn't feel messed up about <laughs> that you can actually feel good Fuck about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cameron, do you have any recs? Uh, oh, just watch Fences. Oh, perfect. You want a you want a good yeah. Viola yeah. Davis mm. performance in set mm-hmm. in this time period? Watch Fences. We would then go watch Widows because not enough of you have seen yeah. it, and it really That's, bothers yeah. me. Oh, to my yeah, yeah, and no one has it's seen such Widows. A problem. Like I, it's such a I problem. talk about that movie all the time. I actually talk about the one scene in that movie, the shark the, um, one, the. Uh, the shark the one, one in the gym oh, when he's no. just circling them because I can't ever stop thinking your, about that. Your boy, yeah. your boy is such a good scene. Like it's such a good movie, such a good yeah. movie. Go watch Widows. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. I think that we we thoroughly <laughs> talked about this movie. Yeah, I think sure. we've done it. I think we've done that uh, help to death. Yeah, and you know, if I never Too see soon. it again, I am fully uh, good. I am fully good. <laughs> Thank you guys well, so, Joel, much thank you so much for having me. This was us. a this lot was of. This has been I great. Mean, I, it was fun yeah. talking to you, even though we had to watch this movie, and I'm so sorry we had to pay for it. Um, but you know what? I really feel like yeah, that payment was yeah. so that we never have to watch it again. If anyone asks our opinion, be like, there is a three yeah. hour long podcast where you hear every thought I'll ever have about this movie, and that's <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I think a, a movie like this, because it mm-hmm. still it won't mm-hmm. go away. Oh no! You, you know what I mean? Like you would think by now, even with all the people who were down in it, there's reviews on Amazon as recent as this year, 10 stars, you know, like the mm. max that you can give it. Love this movie. It's great. You know, everybody should watch this film. So like, it's not even that all the love was from 10 years ago and people have sobered up and said, Oh yeah. Like this isn't really anything to watch anymore. It's like, no, people, people still, still feel love it. the help to this day. They love they love the book. They love the movie. They're all in on all that shit. So obviously, yes, like it's not the move. Mm-hmm. It's not the thing to do or watch. But it, it isn't necessarily something that like I feel like Green Book has kind of receded where people are like, all right, maybe that movie wasn't as great as we tried to make it out to be. You know, like we were we were caught yeah. up in the moment. But like for whatever reason, the help. We have to get back endorsed, there. It's the same you know, way we haven't gotten to Dallas Buyers Club being <laughs> hyper problematic yet. Um, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, but Joel, tell everybody a little bit about where they can check out your work, what you've got going on, if they want to follow yeah, you on sure. Twitter. Uh, I'm Joel Monique. At. You can find me all over the internet at Joel Monique. That's J-O-E-L-L-E-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E. Um, check me out at AV Club. Uh, I just did a piece on Insecure. I think it's coming out this Friday, but we'll see. Um, it It's just a love letter to Insecure. Um, I also was on NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour talking about the new Spider-Man movie, Pew Pew. Um, oh, so yeah, I love that if you show. want to check that out. 
that is definitely coming out uh, mm-hmm. Friday, uh, <laughs> but most of you may not have seen the movie yet. So, you know, no spoilers in it, but please watch the movie because I don't need any of you coming to yell at me about how I ruined the movie for you. Okay. <laughs> um, and where can, where can people find you on Just add Joel Monique all over the place. Is it just your name? Mm-hmm. Got you. Got you. Cameron, what's up with you? What do you have? Uh, I'm, we just trying to find if these white people are going to save us or not. You know, they keep showing that they won't. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can find me no, here thanks. on this podcast. You can find uh, some of the comedy work I do at To Karen With Love <laughs> on uh, YouTube. We make silly videos there. Um, and Fernie and Luca hopefully coming to a film festival near you. So, yeah. I'm Jordan Clark. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JRSOSA18, JRSOSA18. Um, comic stuff coming soon in the near yes. future. Just got to, you know, get get some things kind of tightened up and ready to go. But announcements should be coming soon. Um, if you enjoy this podcast, which I hope you do, then you can follow us on Twitter at white underscore pod. Uh, we'll have plenty of information about the help. <laughs> uh, I'll be linking to all of the articles and things that I was referencing. If you want to check those out, I'll I'll link that video of of Octavia Spencer doing a live reading of the help. If you can endure that, if you can um, stomach that. You can also write to us at white people won't save you uh, pod at gmail dot com if you have feelings about the help that you want to let us know uh or anything else that you want to get in touch with us about but that's it for us we'll be here next week with more of this caucasity uh i hope you'll have a good week and see peace peace You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved.